This is the part of the episode where I do an intro that's supposed to be like a prayer of some kind, a unique prayer or whatever, but um, we're going to skip that and, you know, it's related to the episode somehow. But I'm Tim. And this Hi, is Tim. Flick. How are you, Tim? I'm Adam. Hello, Adam. I'm Sam. We've never <laughs> met before. Are we gonna? No, not one. <laughs> are we gonna start calling ourselves Flip Turns? Dude, yeah, I was thinking Flip Turns is a really good name for us. Thank you, AI, for telling us that. Tim, if you did not catch that in one of our episodes, uh, I used ChatGPT uh-huh. to write us a synopsis, and it was like in the oh. Flipper Flix people, also known as Flip Turns, and I was like, Flip Turns. <laughs> the fuck? Did have we ever called ourselves that? Like, I don't what? know what that means. <laughs> I, don't no, know. Also, I don't know what that means. I also didn't like give it instructions to call us by our names, Adam, Sam, and Tim. So it was like Sarah and Emily. And I'm like, who the fuck is Sarah and Emily? <laughs> Assholes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. I wonder if Sarah and Emily have seen this movie. <laughs> there could be a Sarah and an Emily out there that have probably seen it. Probably. Doubt. Yeah, soon Sam's expectation. Oh, wait, Tim, did you want to say what movie we saw? Oh, yeah, we probably did. I wasn't sure when to do that. I never know. <laughs> so uh, I'd do the whole thing. You want the whole thing? All of it? Yeah, do the whole, the thing. whole thing. Do the whole thing. All right. So um, the category was back at it again. Dun, dun, dun. Which is pick a movie that you originally did not enjoy to see if you would like it again. Um, I don't think you would ever do it in the reverse. You could. So. I mean, <laughs> I like well, this movie. The, I want to see if I hate it. There, there <laughs> is a chance. Times. There could be a chance that that would happen, that's though, true, like with actually, kids' movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like that's We're Back true. is an awful film. But it's so great as yeah. It was <laughs> so good as a kid. I We watched it, and I was like, this movie I do not like. <laughs> This is horrible. Yeah. Anyway, continue, Tim. <laughs> so um, I mentioned this movie several times on the podcast. I'm pretty sure I've talked about it with other people. Uh, Boondock Saints mm-hmm. from 1999, if you're not aware. Cult classic. Hour and 48 minutes, 50, whatever. Um, everyone I knew knew this movie and hyped it up to just the stratosphere. It was always hyped up as like one of the best movies ever made. And I was like, okay. And I never watched it because I was that kind of person, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> so if you don't know, the synopsis for this movie is two Irish Catholic brothers become vigilantes and wipe out Boston's criminal underworld in the name of God. So, yeah, my reason for back at it again, um, I didn't watch this film until, I don't know, 2010, 2012, somewhere in between there. Yeah. I was in college. Yeah. Um, everybody just hyped it up, and then one day I sat down and watched it with some housemates, and uh, I was unimpressed. I, I don't know. It just, just wasn't for you. Nothing. Action movies are usually my thing. You know, I like action movies, especially with an interesting plot. I mean, not that this one's super original or anything, but uh, it's got its own little edge to it. And then just it, you know, nothing was there. It just didn't. I was like, I was pretty bored. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. What's really funny is, Tim, I'm pretty sure I I brought it over to your house one year to watch. And you're like, I don't really like this movie. Yeah, I had seen it a total of one time. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah, because I enjoyed it. I loved it. So if somebody Uh, hyped it. Yeah, I know you did. I I probably hyped it Everyone I knew hyped it. Yeah. Everyone I knew hyped it. Um, And one Christmas, I got Sam it for Christmas. 
And then somebody yeah. also got it for me for Christmas. So Sam and I own two copies of this movie. That's hilarious. That just shows how hyped it was, man. <laughs> Not only yeah, do that's there are only two movies that we own a duplicate of. That one in Harry Potter part um Harry Potter book 7 part 1. Nice. Okay. We hadn't combined our Very collections good. yet. <laughs> right. So like yeah. shockingly there's only two things that we overlap on. One being Fair. the Boondock Saints. <clears throat> yeah. I'm surprised that this came out when it did, but that makes a lot more sense to, I guess, like my experience. Yeah. Of like, um, well, I went to a Catholic high school, so I feel like that's also partially why people were like, you got to see this movie. Because um, they go to a Catholic church. Yeah, exactly. Ah, it's like, yeah. It's cool to be Catholic. Um, Except <laughs> they went to a Lutheran church because the Catholics didn't like this movie. Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah. the point was like I feel like you're being like an edgy high schooler if you saw this, and so I thought I could see that. I, I thought that, that it came out like like uh, 2005. Yeah, like around that yeah, time, but it's bit, older, yeah. and so I think that also makes sense to what I had said earlier of like the only way you see it is like somebody like gives you the DVD and it's like here you gotta see it. Yeah. Right. Which now it's on streaming, right? Yeah. Yeah, we watched. Well, no, that's how we, we, watched we watched our DVD. <laughs> we watched our DVD. DVD. Okay. One of our two copies. I watched it streaming. So. <laughs> I was almost like, "Is it?" Because obviously we didn't. Yeah, I don't oh have it. God, so. yeah. We could have mailed Tim a copy. Tim, yeah. next year, Tim's I Christmas gift. Movie. Maybe we'll see. Like, I see. What we'll he send him like ten copies of it, though. Yeah. <laughs> but like, oh, shit. yeah. So I found out about this movie from my roommates in college as well, and Sam. Well, they told me about it, and then I talked to Sam about it, and she's like, dude, yeah, it's amazing. And then part two comes out. We cram seven people in. There's a part two? There's a second movie. Didn't come out when you guys were in college. Yeah, so around 2010. Maybe I heard that, and it was like trash or something. It is. It's not as, like, to me who loves this one, it's not as good. It's still got, like, Mm -hmm. kind of the heart of it in it. Same people? Same people. I don't think I ever saw the second one, even though we you own literally it. own it and you have watched it, but you've only watched it one time. <laughs> See, so there you go. I love how he watched that. it one time. Because I remember I've seen it a couple times, but I know I made her watch it. So there you go. Anyway, so I went to the theater up um, like at our school, and we had crammed seven, I want to say seven people in a car that should fit four. It was like, a, it was a Dodge Neon. There you that. go. <laughs> we fit at least seven people in there, and because it was like it was snowy out, it was like it was cold as shit. And I'm like, we're like, we're not walking uptown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, screw so, that. <laughs> we're like, make like a tree and get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say I was a little bit worried to watch it again too, because Tim, <laughs> obviously, you didn't like it, right? If you're, and then right. also. Like, even though we own it, the last time I probably watched it was still, like, I don't know, maybe when I was in college, but it was probably still, like, a long time ago. Like, I, yeah. I haven't seen this movie recently. We don't rewatch this one no. often. Yeah. Um, But one of Adam's favorite lines is, like, the rope line. Where he's like, oh, that's why you always bring your fucking rope. Yeah, (laughs) so I'm like, I still have that plastered in my brain. Like, I was waiting for the rope scene. I thought the rope scene was hilarious when they get the rope. I couldn't understand that he was saying rope, 
I didn't know what he was saying <laughs> oh, until no. he grabbed the rope. I was like, oh, all right. I guess you always need rope. That makes sense. Yeah. I had no I'm, idea what he was saying. You always need rope. Rope is yeah. required. You need rope. You know? Mm. And I'll have you say where it's cut and how low it is with where it's cut. They would have been against the ground, not floating. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> that whole scene is hilarious because, like, <laughs> they fall in, like, first off, what is it connected to? Yeah, exactly. What What is sustaining it? <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, like, they just get tangled up and fall, but somehow it's like... It's still holding you know, them up. It was never... <laughs> yeah. That part of it... The makes... He was like, oh, well, you know, whatever. It's his uh, good aim. Comes in with good aim and takes out all these people at once. And then... Yeah. And it's just them floating around. Which, my hot take on that is Defoe is wrong. But, you know... <laughs> It's the flow in this movie. Oh yeah, the flow. <laughs> yeah. I love this character. Actually, to be honest, he's hilarious. I think from my original watch of it, he was the redeeming quality from the movie, and in this one, he just is fucking great. He, I, I don't understand. Like, I wouldn't say like necessarily like Sean Patrick Flannery and Norman Reedus at that time were like knocking it out of the ballpark, but Willem Dafoe in every scene. Yeah. Gone. He's the one. Yes. He's so fantastic. (sighs) Yeah. And I liked the way I like the way that this movie is structured where it's like Defoe will be like, here's what happened. And then it kind of like flashes back. Mm -hmm. Like Yeah. Yeah. And like it shows him like in the scene, like doing the fake little guns. So Another thing like that I liked from the original was how it was filmed, how they did that kind of stuff. They did that. I mean, it's the cinematography, right? They, um, in general, it had a lot of cool angles and then how they would go back with his like description and then they would do it. Yeah. Kind of like wrong, but also correct. Uh, but some of his analysis is just like, Oh yeah. You I wouldn't, you, there's like, what? It's just to fill the plot. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. It's yeah, just to it, fill it. No like... Why he would fake that or anything, but <clears throat> yeah. Dude, d- what do you think of Rocco? Like, I swear he's like, look, is he trying to do a Serpico thing? <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't either. Rocco, I don't know. he had some classic Poor Rocco. Hey, Rocco was great. Yeah. Catch you on the flip side. <laughs> His character was fucked. <laughs> Is it dead? Oh my god! The cat scene. I forgot. I was gonna it's say poor cat. Like right when we were sitting down to watch this movie, it's like the cat scene and the rope scene. We're like, oh yeah, what I remembered. She fucking slams down. Cat explodes. <laughs> and there's like a little meow. Mm. Uh, yeah. Rough. Is yeah. It dead? <laughs> Gee, I don't know. <laughs> I'd say it's pretty dead. Yeah, it doesn't exist anymore, so I'm pretty sure it's gone. Rocco at one point, he like hides when it's at the sin bin. They like he holds up the two guns to shoot the the two guys jerking off. Oh yeah. He's like Wyatt fucking Erp. And yeah. then he shoots him. And I for some weird reason he just keeps coming up in our podcast. Wyatt Earp. Yeah. Wyatt Earp. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Wyatt Earp didn't shoot like that either. But you know, <laughs> probably not. <laughs> now uh, Sam was saying that she's like I think this is the first independent film I've seen it was produced by Miramax I, that I doesn't that help oh me. Miramax is Harvey Weinstein's company oh, okay so 
there's a whole bunch of shit that happened in this background. Uh, it's shockingly, Weinstein's not a good guy. Who would have known? Who knew? Now, Troy Duffy, the One director, third. is also uh, not the greatest. He th- he believes himself as holier than thou. He was mm. a bartender, pitched this idea, pitched this screenplay to uh, Weinstein at a bar that he was working at and mm. got picked up uh, as the writer, the director, and even his band is somehow involved. Like, Troy Duffy's like, band. I'm just going to ride this thing out mm. to be all about yeah, me. Yeah. Like- <laughs> So clearly peaked, huh? Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, like there was a whole thing, like a rags to riches, like thing on him, like USA. He was on the cover of USA Today. Wow. He meets. So Ewan McGregor was supposed to originally, I think, I'm assuming, play Connor, the guy who Sean Patrick Flannery plays. Yeah, because I actually thought that was Ewan. But so he goes to meet him in New York to offer him it. They go to a bar. Duffy gets obliterated and just starts yelling and arguing with Ewan and he's like I'm out and then when huh. they lost him like Ewan Miramax cut the budget in half Ooh. wow then they didn't receive any royalties from this movie so the only money they were going to get was from the theater like five days before this movie was set to uh, release in theaters Columbine happened so a movie about shooting was delayed right because of that Um, yeah yeah and then they what happened was they reduced how many theaters it was going to be in so that's why nobody ever saw it in theaters there you go they basically got yanked from theaters and then people found it on dvds and loved it but the whole cast and production didn't get a penny until like 2009 2010 where they sued the production company holy shit yeah what a wild ride. Wild. There's a whole documentary on it, too, called Overnight. <laughs> huh. Yeah. Again, like, it's just wild. Like, the, the director fucked it, and then he got fucked by it. <laughs> you get yeah. what you get, man. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of fuck, it was said about 246 times in this I was film. I say a lot. Nice. And I like the one line where he's like, well, that definitely shows the, what is it? The diversity of the word or something? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, oh, excuse me. A little water in the windpipe. Um, <laughs> yeah. What's he's like talking to. So he just says it like multiple times. Yeah. Right. Just, but he has different meaning with each thing. And you understand what he's saying. But, yeah. yeah. I love this stuff. This movie had some weird music in it. Like some of it was fine. Weird. I don't mind the Gregorian chants. I think it fits. Yeah, because okay. yeah, yeah. like they're supposed to feel like they're being told by God to murder right. people. Right. But at one point they do like some techno-y music and I'm like, what is Which happening? Is weird. Like, why yeah, is this very happening? Strange. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. And at some point the the bad guys just look like they like found some like characters on like, a video game from the PlayStation 2 and were like, Yeah, we're gonna model it yeah. just like Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Like they were just charactery, as Tim would say. There you go. There you go. Perfect. How, so, how are you feeling? Um, otherwise, Tim, like comparatively, like compare and contrast your viewings of this film years, years, years ago. <laughs> um, uh, it started out rough, like the beginning <laughs> with like the rule of thumb thing and that chick getting offended about the rule of thumb for no fucking reason. Like, whatever, get over it. Like. Oh, I hated that. But then I was enjoying the filming and then 
Defoe's character started shining very well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, it built up really well this time. And uh, I'd say I didn't really get distracted from it or anything. I actually, that's uh, good. I enjoyed it, and I enjoyed it more than I did the original time. Like, obviously, I didn't enjoy it really the first time, but this time I'd say I actually enjoyed the movie. Nice. <laughs> nice. I will say, I hate that this happens in every fucking movie. Uh-oh. Um, Uh-oh. Beefcake. Stun guns, tasers, whatever. Do not incapacitate people. It just hurts them. It, like, stuns you. For the you. length of time that they're being used on you, that's how long it hurts. Unless you're Alan from um, The Hangover, <laughs> who gets shot in the forehead and and stays up. Well, there's barbs and shit, but I know. No, no, I no. Know. I was just making a joke because that's a situation where they don't actually get knocked out in the movie. They, right? They're like, yeah. oh, they're writhing in pain. But well, we won't get into it. But there's a certain way that you can get full body lock on somebody with a taser. The stun gun's not going to do that. It's just going to fucking hurt. Yeah. Stun guns don't have the length. You need the separation. And big muscle groups to be connected in circuit with a taser in order to get a full body lock up on somebody. And even then, you can fight it. And then even then, afterwards, it stops. And you, it's basically like a big your whole body cramps. And I've been tased. Whatever. Um, <laughs> we won't get I into it. I to be tased. But anyway. Yeah. Like it the just, hangover. It, it, it annoys the shit out of me in every fucking movie that somebody's just like, ugh. And then they're out for like 10 minutes. And you're like. Okay. <laughs> so the moral of the story is that Tim has been to Vegas and he elected himself to be tased. To get out of, because he stole a cop he car. stole a cop car, yeah. Yeah, stole a cop car, <laughs> pretended to be a cop driving down the street. He may have yeah. also at one point put a tiger in the back. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tiger, yeah. Specifically a boxer's tiger, but we won't get into won't. Duty. We won't say his name, Yeah. but like... The hangover is just based on Tim's life. Yeah, right, like, exactly. yeah. there's like a type of chicken that you could get, and he, he yeah. has a first name before that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's not Purdue chicken. It's the other chicken. <laughs> I'm glad we're clearing that up. Just, just to be clear. There's a lot of chicken yeah. out there these days. And Tim so. likes his ear on the on side. Long ago. We're just Tim, Tim likes his ear on the side. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, anyway. The other thing about the back to this movie, which is not The Hangover. Classic. Um, yeah. One of the other things that I enjoyed is there's a scene... I think it's when the old dude comes in. El Duce? Yeah. And then Defoe oh, is like right trying to recreate that scene in his mind. But then he just like freaks out in the bushes. And I don't know why. Yeah. I just really enjoyed that scene. <laughs> it's because he's like falling apart because he's like <laughs> not able to figure it out. And then yeah. he finds he's the realizing finger. They used, they used uh, ammonia. Yes. Ammonia on the blood. So it's not useful. So he's like, what the fuck? Yeah. He gets like really pissed. It's great. <laughs> They're invading him over and over. And he's not used to that. So. I know. By now, he would have solved it, right? So, indeed. Well, he did solve it, and then he just never put it together that it was still there. Right. Yeah. And then he ends up helping him, which is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because Rocco. All of the cops end up helping him. <laughs> I know. Rocco like takes the priest hostage, and then Connor takes Rocco hostage yeah. <laughs> at right. the same time. Like, <laughs> don't don't fuck with their um, religion man i guess not yeah so il duce this guy it's played by played by billy Connolly. he is a comedian and he said he apparently was so excited to play this character because he never gets to play like 
like a, a heavy. Like he's never like a guy that shoots guns. Sure. He just plays comedic roles. Yeah. So the scene where he had the six guns on him, <laughs> he they couldn't make it through the scene because he had this giant ass smile on his face. <laughs> so they couldn't use any of that take. So you'll see him with a big ass cigar because the that cigar. that's yeah. how they covered his smile. That's hilarious. Right. <laughs> like, sorry, bro, we're gonna have to shove this in your face. That kind of that kind of brings it down a little bit for me. <laughs> just because it's like, I get he was excited about it, but. I thought his character was just kind of like cringy, but <laughs> I don't know. I can see that. Yeah, I it was all. I feel like it was only just to make it was to make Nothing Greenlee be him. right. It, it was to make Greenlee be a correct on one thing. Yeah, yeah, probably. Much. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Bill Conley though, he's hilarious. Yeah, he's, he's in Brave. He's mm-hmm. the dad. I feel like he's in other stuff too. Yeah. If you need that thick Irish accent, you get Billy Conley. <laughs> Which he's still he's old as shit in this movie. And that was fucking twenty four years ago. Yeah. Yeah, and Brave. He's old as shit. I feel like I've Well that's animated. Like, he's older now. Yeah. Like I saw obviously he's in Brave, but then I feel like he's been in something since then, and so like he's even older. It's just wild how much people age. We're always so confused when people <laughs> Are getting older yeah. on this podcast. It's, <laughs> it's wild. It's true. Like, how dare they? <laughs> how the hell is Jared Leto? Oh my gosh. Anyway. He, he was 56 in this movie, by the way. <laughs> Billy Conley was 56. Oh. He's yeah. 80 now. He's not even that old. I know. But he looked old as but shit. Still. He looked way older. Well, he's just got gray hair. That ages you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, he looks more or less the same. <laughs> he's just got his hair is like grayer. <laughs> it's even grayer, man. Yeah, it's just more gray. Yeah. More he lost a lot of the pepper. It's all salt now. Yeah, basically, yeah. that's where we're at. Yeah. Well, how did you guys like how they took our advice on this podcast? We always tell people to loot the bodies, loot the corpse. Yeah, they looted yeah. the body. They did a great job doing that. <laughs> I've never understood why they don't do that in movies. Like, I mean, like if you're in a rush, sure, but like if you're not in a rush, like they might have shit on them that you could use. A point we have made for three years. I know. I know. <laughs> but I always got to keep bringing it up, especially if they yeah. take our advice. Oh, yeah. Right. Brilliant. It's important. They went yeah. back in time and took our advice. Yeah. Duh. We were on the set. We didn't get paid. Yeah. We were like, look <clears throat> the body. Yeah. Where's our, yeah, where's our bit? From <laughs> yeah, we were like eight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we're like, well, I was eight. I was eight. Bodies. Yeah. <laughs> Sam was a six-year-old. Sam was like, six-year-old. You gotta Sam. loot the bodies. <laughs> Kindergartner slash first grade Sam. Huh. Anywho. All right. So the critics, the critics gave this a twenty-seven percent. Wow. <laughs> now. <laughs> so there's this like running theory that critics can get paid off by studios. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Part of me think feels like this movie was one of those cases because like Weinstein was pissed at Troy Duffy mm-hmm. because the other ratings do not match that. The critics, mm-hmm. ga- the audience gave it a 91% IMDb. IMDb has a 7.7 out of 10. 
Yeah, but that's like the definition of a cult classic, though, right? Like, yeah, or are yeah. you making a conspiracy theory that all cult classics, the critics <laughs> and audiences were originally paid off, and that is why cult classics exist? No, I don't think that because, like, Fight Club is a cult classic. It did not do well in the box office, but it was a great film. It was like rated very well. Same year. But were the critics paid off? Seventy nine percent. Okay, never mind. But, Busting that theory out. Yeah. So well, Google Google gave the give better. Yeah. Ooh. Google pl- gave this an eighty nine percent though. <laughs> Google, you can't trust them. Although I will say, <laughs> we have found some. I think it's the older films where like Google actually has a decent yeah, like spread. <laughs> well, because like I feel like if a younger person goes and see an older movie, not all people like our age enjoy like films from the fifties. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that we necessarily do. I'm just saying I feel like there's a bias due to age. Right. I was also wondering if it's a sheer numbers game at a certain point, too. Like, are people really going back and Googling? 12 um, Angry Men. Okay, see, that's like. That is a good one, though. You got to find an obscure one, like throw Mama from the train. (laughs) I was going to say The Blob. (laughs) The Blob was obscure. They have a whole blob festival. Anyway, the point being, at a certain point, like it could be a numbers game, too. Like, just people aren't rating it because they don't, they haven't fucking seen it. All right. So, so Tim, are you on the rewatch flipping it on? Um, Yeah. So. I was pleasantly shocked by this, to be honest with you. Um, I was like, this is a perfect candidate for this. Like, It really is. I, it really, for me, it was. I mean, it just, um, first time, like I said it multiple times, I just didn't get it, didn't like it. You know, I'm not a very religious person, so that could have been part of it. But um, I don't like, I don't think it was because I enjoyed it this time around. Like, I thought it was pretty good. Um <laughs> I wouldn't say it's on top tier for me, but it was pretty good. It's definitely not Fight Club level for me, but it's pretty good. Um, that being said, my algorithm. Yes. Uh, I felt like I was generous with it, but at the same time, I don't feel like I could change the scores. That's fair. So it got a it got a one on everything. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> that was my. Generosity. It went up to a two on everything. It was a one last time. It literally yeah. doubled its score. <laughs> Um, so while the music was like off at times, I actually think it worked for the most part. So I went ahead and said the music was good. Um, cinematography, I enjoyed. That was probably my favorite part about it was how, you know, it involved, you know, whole thing, all that stuff. But as far as the dialogue, acting, vibe, pacing, I gave all those a four. And then the plot, I gave it a three because it wasn't really anything original. It just set its own spin on so you know it's a vigilante sort of movie, action movie. Yeah. It's a reason to have an action esque movie, but really, there wasn't much action besides him just murdering people. So <laughs> what? Um, um, staying in a hotel when I stopped, yes. So it told me breath of fresh air, meaning it's a flip on, and I would, I would flip this on. Whereas originally, before seeing it this time, I would have said no. Yeah. Wow. I mine's a flip on too. I like the Gregorian chants of it. Like, yeah, it was like I. But then again, like when I watch Death End, I'm like, that's probably that's part of my favorite part of that anime, mm. is the right. Gregorian chants. So it's kind of like, well, this this lines up, right? Um, I still enjoy it. Uh, there are going back now. I'm more critical on it, but I've seen way more movies since I saw it the first time. Um, but I still, it's still funny to me. 
just Rocco's bullshit. I, I don't know. The rope scene. Even though it makes zero sense, I still love the room. Right, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, Sam, what are you doing? Well, I played around with my algorithm because I do enjoy the Gregorian chants part of it, yes. But the techno is so fucking distracting. It, like, evens out. And so then, like, and then on the flip side of that, like, the cinematography, I was like, sometimes it's really good. Sometimes I'm like, mm. And so I was like, solidly on the fence because at one point it said what did it say almost made it and then if i like flipped some things around it would be like oh yeah yeah, flip it on and so i decided that my algorithm has decided for me that if i am in the mood for weird ass techno music i will watch this film if i am not i will not but no i mean taking the algorithm aside like I enjoy the movie. I would watch it again. But as I said earlier, it's not like I watch it all the time, right? Like I own it and I right. haven't seen it for 10 years. So like, yeah, that's pretty accurate to how I feel about it. I'm not going to say no, but it's not like I'm turning right. it on all the time. Indeed. So going to next week, dun, we dun, got a dun. spinner here <gasps> in a shocking turn of events. We're going to spin. Drama. What's it going to be? Award-winning. Oh, oh shit! <laughs> Good. Got to get some points on the board. Catch you on the flip side. The flippity. If you like this episode, follow us on uh, Instagram and Twitter at FlipperFlicks. I guess we don't have to say it anymore, but I'm going to do it anyway because I'm old. Follow along, see what we're doing. Interact if you'd like to. Yeah, hit us up there. I don't know. You can also give us recommendations on other of those sites, or you can go to our website at www.flipperflix.com yeah we do a couple recommendations each season so we just love getting we're trying to pander right now we're trying to get you to come to our website give us some clicks <laughs> and recommend us a movie because you know we're gonna have to pick those eventually and more the merrier right yeah you can also speaking of pandering you can also uh rate us rate and review us on apple spotify now oh we also do polls there occasionally so that's always fun. Answer Adam's questions. Answer all of my questions, goddammit. <laughs> and uh, if you're wondering, when can I catch these fools? You can catch us at 1 p.m. Eastern on Thursdays. We're on Spotify, as Adam mentions, where he does his polls. We're on Apple, Google, Amazon. I believe you can subscribe on the various platforms, and that way you'll get like a push notification or it'll come right into your queue, so that way you don't ever have to look at the clock on Thursday. It'll just be there for you. Kitty! Give me a paper. Give me a paper. <laughs> Bye, later. <laughs> <laughs>